It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. You can join us during the week, Fox Business, 4 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. And by the way, you can live stream us right here, LarryKudlowShow.com, all across the country, throughout the world, and the solar system. So let's do some stock market and economic work. Stocks, let's see. Stocks actually went up slightly this past week. Stocks, for all the turmoil going on with inflation and interest rates at home, and of course the war overseas and the high price of energy, stocks have not too bad. The Dow Jones, 34,861, was up 106 points. Almost all the inflation signals from interest rates are showing worse and worse inflation. We'll get to that in just a moment. Our two guests are Joe Labornia, former chief economist at the White House National Economic Council and is presently chief economist at Natixis Bank, and Kenny Polcari, managing partner at Case Capital Advisors, chief market strategist at Slate Stone Wealth. Gentlemen, Welcome. Let's talk a little bit about this situation. Um, California, I go to you. You're a bond guy. You know something about interest rates. The five-year break-evens, California. Before the Fed meeting, or no, at the time of the Fed meeting in March, where allegedly they became more aggressive, the five-year break-even forecast of future inflation was 3.42%. On Friday, it closed at 3.57%, up 15 basis points. And most other interest rates have increased. And the stock market has done fairly well. In fact, I think the stock market is not afraid of the Fed. In fact, Joe Lavornia, I don't think anybody's afraid of the Fed. Are you afraid of the Fed, Joe Lavornia? That's my question. I've- <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Good to hear your voice, Kenny. It's always a pleasure. This is all star, an all star conversation. The, uh, no, I am afraid of the Fed. Uh, the, uh, the the break even rate has gone up because inflation in the short term is running at seven percent, eight percent. It's going to go to nine percent, as you know, because of energy and of course food now. Uh, but I'm afraid of the Fed for two reasons. The the uh, the five year five year inflation swap, which I which I know you you look at, it's sort of a esoteric series. That's only up about 20 basis points from where it was um, a year or so ago, and it's only around 260. So that's actually still pretty low. And the reason why it's low, Larry, is if you look at the yield curve, and you can look at the spread between the two and the 10 year. Although I like to look at that spread in forward space. In other words, what's the market say that? two to 10 year spread is going to be in two years. And what you see is the market actually pricing a lot of tightening this year and then uh, easing in late 23, early 24. So the bond market is saying that the the economy is going to slow rapidly, which I agree with. And it's not unusual for the equity market, at least in the short term, kind of to look past things. And I, I get the sense the stock market right now is, is focused on the fact the Fed's going to control inflation, which is always very bad for equity valuations. But unfortunately, the Fed's going to overdo it. And we're going to be in a recession probably this year. Uh, maybe we're in one now, but it's going to happen. Interesting. So, um, Ken Carry, I'll go to you. Because contrary to my pal and my former advisor, Joe Lavornia, uh, I don't think anybody's afraid of the Fed. I mean, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it when uh, Jay Powell 
told reporters in Washington uh, Monday, at, last Monday, that um, he admires, he wants to be the Paul Volcker. He admires Paul Volcker. Now, I, I actually worked for Paul Volcker um, at the New York Fed long, long, long time ago. But I would say this, uh, the Fed funds rate is now uh, a quarter to a half. The inflation mm-hmm. rate is eight. They're still buying bonds. <laughs> I mean, I know the Fed is in a brave new world, but their their quantitative easing continues at least until the May meeting. How that's possible, I don't know. And if you're talking about real interest rates, with an 8% inflation rate, you should probably have 10 12% Fed funds target. That's what Volcker did, by the way. I don't see Jay Powell okay. doing any of that. And I think the stock market is snubbing its nose at the Fed. That's what I think. Listen, and I agree with you, and thanks for having me on. And I'm in so in Joe's camp, absolutely, because I think and, and I think they're way behind the eight ball. I don't think the market and investors – I also think some of this was short covering, right? I think people expected the market to go down even further, very volatile, not only with the crisis in, in Europe, but as well as uh, the crisis here, right? And when it didn't, there's this mad rush to cover the shorts, number one. But then there's this sense that, you know, we've broken trend lines, that technically we're doing better, and then the market starts to rally. I mean, look, we're almost back at the yearly highs. We're not that far away, honestly, right, Right. from the yearly highs with all this going on, like you said. But I think the market is snubbing its nose right now at the Fed, but I don't think it's going to snub its nose once. uh, You know, they're going to go 50 in May. They're going to go 50 again in June. And I think Goldman came out and said they expect further 50 point base, 50 basis point increases, not just the two, but they expect another one. So I don't think the market yet is paying attention. But I think when it starts to, when it realizes, like Joe said, I think there's also going to be a recession. I don't think we're in it yet. But I'm thinking towards the end of this year, maybe early next year, at this point, doesn't really matter whether it's November or January. Not really. But the fact is, I think it's going to happen. And that's when I think the market's going to go, oh, (laughs) we completely missed this because I think Jay Powell and the Fed are well behind the ball. Yeah, I mean, look, all those 50s, you're right. They should have done 50 in March. In fact, they should have done they should 100 have done January, in January, the way you first said it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's exactly, exactly right. Uh, you know, Jim Bullard at St. Louis wants him to do that. Um, what's his name, Joe? Uh, we put him on the Fed. Waller, Chris Waller, who was at St. Louis Bank, now is on the board. He He's hinting he wants to do that. But I don't hear it from these other guys. I mean, I hear dovishness from John Williams. Those guys are still in denial about inflation. The This Mary Daly of San Francisco, who's a real woke Fed president, uh, her, her own bank research department disagrees with her, and she's in denial about inflation. So, you know, I think if the Fed delivers these 50s, that would be more interesting and might give us a regime change of inflation expectations. I agree with you, Joe. We're in stagflation now. We're headed for recession probably next year. I agree with that. Could be later this year. But I got to see it to believe it. I got to see it to believe it, Joe Lavoria. Yeah, I mean, uh, Larry, this, the, thing, the reason the economy is not healthy, and it's not healthy because we've overregulated, which you've made this point many times. So we're we're really killing the supply side of the economy. Uh, the high energy prices are a function, again, of more bad policy. A potential GDP, which I'm not a huge fan of, but to the extent the economy can grow without inflation, whatever rate that is, is has been depressed. And we're doing things to continue to hurt growth. And, and that's I would focus more on the supply side than on the demand side. I mean, I'll give the Fed a little bit of a pass because 
uh, I don't think a lot of this inflation is created by them. Don't I think the inflation it. has been created don't by do the it, don't give him a pass, Joe. Don't give him a pass. Well, well, no. Larry, said, so, well, don't give him a pass, Joe. Don't give him a well, pass. Well, let me say Joe. this. But, well, okay. Well, okay. I won't give them full full, uh, full blame. But, I mean, Next the, thing you're going to give Biden a Don't give Biden no, a pass not at either, all. Joe. No, not at all. Well, this, but, Larry, this is the whole thing. This is the – this is we, – we, we had the V-shaped recovery yes. that began in May of 2020. And then in March yes. of 21, we decided to pass $2 trillion of stimulus. Uh, beat the beat the oil companies over the head and tell them not to invest in capital. And these wells take a long time to reopen. It's not as if you could just turn a switch on. And that we've created this problem. And I think this is what I'm saying. I think on the fiscal, regulatory, administrative side, I would blame the inflation prominently because of that. I'm not saying the Fed doesn't have a part. I just think that it's easy now to blame the Fed uh, and not realizing what everything happened beforehand to create this problem. Well, the securities, yeah, wait, the securities Environment Commission is now cracking down on all kinds. They're telling companies how to run uh, based on, on, on and green, not, green New Deal. And right. you're not going to create the capital formation, Larry, that creates the productivity that lifts the wages to improve the living standards. It's all interconnected. Yeah, yeah but Joe, i got to ask you a question. Don't you think that this was starting to be seen last summer in June, July, when everyone started talking about inflation and the Fed kept saying, no, 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 we're going to keep it where we are. We got it under control. Don't you think they should have started the 25 basis point gentle increases last summer because we wouldn't be where we are today if they had done that? Well, maybe, Kenny, but the thing is, you know, the economy was reopening and the administration started to push federal vaccine mandates and and the supply side of the economy could open up a lot Joe, more. You just, Joe, we were, you just said we were in a V-shaped recovery. The economy was booming, was oh, booming. Yeah. No, no, and inflation it, no. went from less than two to last summer was at five, on its way to seven, on its right. way to eight, and probably on its way to ten. Yeah. I'm no, with Larry. Right. <laughs> no, but, no but what I'm saying is, no, the, no it's I'm, good. We'll the have you back. It's very strong. The, 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 <laughs> no, the economy was, was very strong last year. No question. That was a residual from 2021. The point is, is that we should we could have been reopening more. And the regulation certainly strangled, I think, both capital formation and the, the economy's ability to open up even more quickly to absorb and obviate some of these supply disruptions, which persisted longer than they had to. But, 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 uh, weekly unemployment claims are at record low, and the labor market is very tight. You can't ignore that. In terms of this recession, uh, I think the data is very mixed on this. Consumer confidence, Michigan consumer sentiment is way down. Uh, A third of the people... Uh, expect financial conditions to get worse. But jobless claims are really, really low. And well, I Larry, think that I... you're going to get a good, pretty good jobs number. Yeah. Uh, is the jobs come out this Friday? Is that what the next jobs number is? Uh, next week. The uh, week yeah. after this coming one. All right. But I mean, this week is April 1st. This week. Yeah, you're I think right. it's no, going to be, a, I think the jobs number is going to be pretty strong, four or 500,000. Yeah. Can I just? And I just want to say one thing on the late. Go ahead, Kenny. I want to just make one point. Please go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that's just going to continue that conversation about wage price, uh, wage spiral, inflation, because yeah. the job market's going to be strong. Wages are going to be forced to go up because inflation is so strong, and we're going to go right back to nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, well, that's the risk. 
Larry, I, I don't, you know, I, I have a problem with the labor market being tight. I think the labor market is broken. Uh, labor force participation is still very low. Employment to population ratio is still very low. This 4%, sub 4% economy, labor market rather, is not what it was back prior to 2021 when the labor market was tight, it was healthy. So, I mean, yes, it looks healthier than, you know, maybe than. It, it, it looks okay. I just, I think it's more. Yeah, but look, nobody's. Real yeah, but what that tells you is nobody's getting fired. And the JOLTS reports tells you, Kenny, that no, uh, there are not enough people to hire. I mean, that's a tight market. <laughs> Nobody's getting fired anymore. Continuing claims are so low. Uh, and, you know, they took away the unemployment benefits. Finally, uh, that probably stifled. But people, you know, the, the question is labor is scarce. Labor is scarce. And um, that's why I don't think a recession is imminent. Now, I got to tell you something. I don't know about you guys, but I have seen recently more people announcing on LinkedIn, I got a new job, I got a new job, I got a new job. They're all very excited about all these new jobs yeah. and they're making more money. I, like, that's an indicator that no one's paying attention to. I've seen more people, you know, uh, hit LinkedIn. This is my new job. Look what I'm doing. I think it's, you know, and so to Larry's point, um, you know, the labor market is tight and there's no one's getting fired. People are, 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 are moving jobs for better opportunity, for more money. Jay Powell is the Joe Biden of monetary policy. Biden, Biden is intimidated by Putin, and Powell is intimidated by everything. I mean, really, his rhetoric should be so much tougher. His actions should be... Sh I mean, come on. If stocks were worried about a bunch of 50s, they wouldn't be rallying like this. Now, like Kenny said, stocks may be in for a rude awakening. That's an interesting point. In fact, let's take a break right here and come back about that, whether stocks are headed for a rude awakening. Joe Lavornia is the chief economist at Natexas, Ken Paul Carey at Case Capital Advisors and Slatestone Wealth. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back with our lively discussion. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Now back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're here with Joe Lavornia former chief economist at the White House National Economic Council and presently chief economist at Natixis Bank, Kenny Polcari, managing partner at Case Capital Advisors, chief market strategist at Slate Stone Wealth. Kenny, let's pick up where we, where we left off. Um, you know, I always believe, personally, stocks in the long run do very, very well. You're sort of betting on America. I also believe the cavalry is coming this November. <laughs> So all these crazy policies of overtaxing and overregulating and uh, overspending will, I don't know if they'll go away, but they'll be muted, that's for sure. But in the short run, uh, the stock market may be headed for a problem if the Fed is tougher than people think. Would you expand on that thesis? Right. So I think right now the market, the market is giving him, uh, is giving, to, to Joe's point, a pass, right? They think that Jay can control it. What I think, 
and like you think, I think, is that uh, is that he's behind the eight ball and he's going to have to get very aggressive. And when that really starts to happen is when investors in the market is going to realize that rates going to go up faster than expected. Valuations have to come down at that point. The economy is going to start to slow. So there's going to be a number of inputs that have to change, which is going to change the answer. And the answer is going to be slower growth and, and lower valuations. And that's going to make the market adjust. Now, it's not a reason to light your hair on fire and run out the door. It's a reason to take advantage of the opportunity because in the long term, I agree with you. Stocks are a great place to be. You have to have the right names. You have the right portfolio. But they are a great place to be. Joe? Uh, look, I'm not going to argue with the long term. That That's true. It, of course, depends how long the long term is. I mean, it could be 10, 15, 20, 20 plus years as there's been a lot of history of the market being flat for a long time. Uh, current policy doesn't give me a whole lot of faith that um, equities are attractive at the moment. As Kenny mentioned, yields are going up. That means valuations should compress. We're probably going to see an earnings recession because these energy costs, Larry, combined with the food, I mean, together that's over 20% of household discretionary, non-discretionary spending. They're essentials. Uh, We're going to have a profits recession in my mind. And I would argue if you look at the stock market, look at the consumer cyclicals, look at the outperformance of consumer staples, if you uh, look at the – the, the auto sector, I mean, there are a lot of pockets of the equity market that are really flashing yellow. And by the way, it's not uncommon for the stock market to peak uh, just before the onset of a downturn. The lead time isn't particularly great. So I don't think even though we're only about five or six percent from the all time highs, that still doesn't tell me it's an all clear. I mean, if the situation in Europe is rectified and energy and inflation comes down more significantly than I thought, the Trump tax cuts are made permanent. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things could happen. It's unlikely, though, unfortunately. Right. right. You, still have, you still have, though, it's interesting to me, uh, profits are so important. Profits are the mother's milk of stocks. They seem to be holding up at the moment. Now, what will oil do to that? What will food do to that? I, I don't know that I know uh, all the answers. But I want to go back to the yield curve. Uh, it's twos to tens are very flat. But the... Yield curve model of forecasting the economy, which was pioneered at the New York Fed, uh, I think one of the other Feds just picked it up, the San Francisco Fed maybe, that measurement was three-month T-bill to the 10-year note. And that's still very steep. I mean, the three-month T-bill is 50 basis points. The 10-year is 2.5%. That's very wide. And the Fed is still in a quantitative easing mode. The money supply is still growing rapidly. The monetary base balance sheet and the money supply is still growing rapidly. And as I said before, unemployment claims are at rock bottom. I'm just throwing these out because I think there's a lot of gloom coming. Kenny, I I don't believe in soft landings from a 10% inflation rate. I don't believe in that. Nor do I. You know, that's it's like a second marriage. It's a triumph of hope right. over experience. But I, 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 I think the day of reckoning is still out there, uh, you know, six, nine, maybe even 12 months. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, and I think so, because I think we're going to hit that recession later, whether it's, like I said, later this year or early next year at this point. What difference does it make? But I agree with you. I don't see how he can engineer a soft landing. I know they got everybody on his side of the fence telling everyone it's soft, it's going to be soft, it's going to be soft. I don't see it. And, you know, you and I lived it. We all lived, all three of us lived it. 
uh, back in, you know, late 70s, uh, late 70s, early 80s. So um, it's going to be no, very Joe interesting. Was, to see Joe how- was still in grade school then. <laughs> how, uh, how they try to engineer this. But I don't think they're going to be able to engineer it, and that's my point. And right now the market investors are believing that he can, but I think they're going to be surprised when he can. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're Joe, what do you think? You're gonna you're gonna give the stock market a pass? No, I'm not no, I mean look the, the, I hear the point about M two and the reason the Fed's balance sheet is growing is because it takes a few weeks to settle the mortgage securities. Those are yeah. all great points, but credit is not trading well. Right. Dollar's very strong. I need a change in macro policy on the fiscal side, Larry, for me to be upbeat. I just don't all have right. it at the moment. Fair enough. Thank you, gentlemen. Great stuff. Joe Lavornia and Ken Polcari. Appreciate it. I'm Kudlow. Stick around. Money and politics on the other side of the break. <laughs> 